from TMP to TTNG For sure the cure and those tired meme jeans Hella Kinsella and the promise ring Sunny day real estate and rights this spring Prince Twinkle Daddy's help keep the dream alive I constantly thank God for Algernon and Remo Christie front drive. Mineral snowing high tide hotelier and more. Rio Limo only consists of the DC emotive hardcore. That's the best when you get it. Welcome <laughs> to episode 26 of the E Word. This is Kyle. Over there, who just popped open a Yerb is Ellie. What's up? How's your Yerb? It's good. It's Enlightenment. Normally, I drink either Enlightenment or Revelberry, but I've been on a bit of an Enlightenment kick, so uh, I'm enjoying it. All right, Ellie, we have three people on the pod with us. Two of them come to us via Chill Wave, and one of them comes to us via the band closure we have collins from closure how are you doing collins out you're you're in uh you're in syracuse yeah i'm out in uh, syracuse right now I, I always am that's where i live so and we have one return guest that would be ben ben you're with chill wave uh over in dc correct yeah uh, i'm in baltimore actually baltimore. but that was like a that was a development in the past year since i was on last time also, Enlightenment is the best flavor. Mm. And then we have Robert. Robert, I don't know where you are. Austin, Texas. Oh. Yep. Yeah, we've hung out at shows before. Also, Enlightenment's the best. Revelberry kind of sucks, honestly. No, uh, I'm thinking Revel- of Blueforia. I'm sure. Yeah, Blueforia is the one that... that mm. Well, Blueforia is like hit or miss for me, honestly. Sometimes Wait. I'm in the mood, and then other times it just tastes like garbage. What it a- tastes like chemically to me. What about yeah. orange? I don't like citrus. There was this gas station I would go to that was like orange juice mixed with yerba mate, and it was like the best thing ever. Pulpy orange juice with uh, oh, yerba mate shit. added into it. This wasn't that really good, was actually. It? No, it also had honey pollen in it. You know how people like to put honey pollen in a shit? It was pretty awesome. Bucky's is one of those like gas stations that kind of eludes me because I'm, I'm from Pennsylvania where like most of our fine dining is done in gas stations between Sheets and Wawa. <laughs> so like I've always been curious about Bucky's. Honestly, I'm pretty jealous because the food at Bucky's isn't anything like I've never been to Sheets or Wawa, but just how it's described, Bucky's is pretty like subpar in that yeah. regard. I mean, they got like pulled pork sandwiches and the usual yeehaw shit, but it's not like. <laughs> Wawa has pretty good sandwiches. 
if I remember I like correctly. Wawa Huggies. I yeah. never been to Wawa or Sheets actually, and I lived like in the South for a while, and I and like just never did it for some reason. The uh, Wawa Sheets are in South. They're more like they're South to him. Oh, yeah. right, because you're upstate New York. You're you're in yeah. fucking Earth Crisis hometown. Literally, yeah. Actually, I'm like one of my really good friends is uh, Charlie Beekner. His dad is like, you know, the guy, Carl. So yeah. he actually does a lot of. He actually did the shirt that I sent you guys in the group chat. The um, like the one we got in Japanese with the cowboy bebop. Oh, the cowboy bebop. That's one. Yeah, yeah. So, Charlie. So like the the lead singer of Earth Crisis's kid did that for us. He's a good dude. So so you've met Carl, right? Like you yeah. know he's a weird fucking dude <laughs> carl's carl's super nice man like they're uh, he's really nice but he's such a weirdo yeah they they're like a very interesting family they're super nice people and um i met him at there's this thing called the sammies it's just like a syracuse music award thing it's just the dumbest fucking thing on the planet and um i went when one of my old like hardcore punk bands was up for like best metal because that's all they have if your band uses power chords you're like up for the metal award I met him there, and I didn't know who he was, and he's like, hey, nice to meet you, man, I'm Carl. I'm like, oh, sick dude, like, what band are you in? And he's like, Earth Crisis, and I was like, oh, <laughs> okay, <laughs> cool, man. He's like, he's like, you guys are definitely gonna win, and I was like, I don't think we're gonna win, and neither of us won. Like, Earth Crisis didn't fucking win Best Metal. Like, okay. I, dude, some guy, like, their lead singer died of a heroin overdose, like, halfway into recording, so they won. That was it. Halfway, halfway into recording the Sammy. Like no, 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 no. Like during <laughs> the show. <laughs> like recording the record. In the, like in the middle, of, in the middle of the record. So like they they'd finished like half of it and they had to get another guy to come in. Like honestly, like it was so long ago that I don't even remember what the band was called. That was probably back in like 2011 or 2012. One thing new to this episode I want to do is do our plugs at the top of the episode because we've we've we have been told by basically you three that we suck at ending episodes lately so if everyone wants to talk about or wants to plug in anything like your social media do that stuff now i mean i could probably just hit everybody i think chill wave is just at chill wave with two v's on twitter the youtube yep. channel obviously is uh it's always been the same well i guess it was started a little bit differently but it's chill wave um closure we're on facebook i think it's just closure emo i'm not actually positive um, yeah it is it's closure.emo, I believe. Um, but if you just type in closure with a period at the end. And then the Instagram is closure.emo. And then the Twitter, for some reason, is just closure.emo. I don't know what the fuck. Like, I, I don't know what I'm thinking. It should all be the same, but it's, it's not. But, uh, yeah, I think that's everything. We use Instagram probably the most out of anything. I just kind of, like, bash Donald Trump on Twitter uh, under the closure page, which I should probably, like, do on my personal one. But that's how it goes. All right. Um, so... Yeah, Chill Wave. My personal is at Alpaca Neb. Alpaca like the animal, N-E-B. Um, also, I'm in a band called Sweet Peach now out of Maryland. So Ooh, Sweet uh, Peach. At Sweet Peach MD. Um, I always like Maryland bands that put MD at the end of their name because it makes them sound like doctors. That's Doctor, Dr. Peach. Yeah, I had a, I had one that was uh I had a Bandcamp page that never really went anywhere that was Dude Love, so it was just Dude Love MD. <laughs> I thought that was entertaining. Yeah, at Chill Wave with two V's. We just plugged the same Twitter account three times in a row. <laughs> but my, I didn't plug Chill Wave. Oh, you didn't. My my personal is at Demayo Shit Show, like the Marietta song. 
No Cinco, though. Just a Mayo shit show. That's a good Twitter handle. It is. I still think Kyle has the best Twitter handle out of all of us. What is it? Is 1-800-KYLE? 1-800-HELL-NO. The little ugly man. Yeah. Absolute best. God, that song. Oh, Slick, Slick like, Rick is the best Little Ugly Main song, I think. Whenever it, I it sing is. it, I feel so bad. I'm just like, oh, holy shit. I feel dirty rapping Little Ugly Main. Like, <laughs> even even in the car by myself, I feel like there's <laughs> something wrong with me. I mean, I've always felt like Mr. Thug Isolation is like a character. Like, oh, yeah. I was, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a satirical record, you know? Even, even like Oblivion Access wasn't like, wasn't like that kind of like character kind of rap. I thought he quit yeah. rapping one time because no one was taking it seriously though. Yeah, and then he came back as Bedwetter. Yeah. And now I like the Bedwetter record. Yep. He's doing Little Ugly Man again. He's performing live this Friday. Yeah. yeah I know. I'm, what awesome. time is it? Um I'm I'm missing it. I think he goes on at four. Um Oh dude. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to the Thursday one, which I'll talk about later. I'll talk about that one during the what have you been listening to? The official hardcore section. Mm-hmm. Oh my Wait, god! Is that that like Thrasher showcase or whatever? The Thrasher Vans showcase. Yeah, Candy Fury, Zabalba, and Youth of Today. That's absurd. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So let's blast through these. Um. You guys were talking about my handle, which is one eight hundred two underscores hell no on Twitter. Uh, the E word is on Twitter at the E word podcast. We're on Instagram at the E word podcast. And the only thing that's different is the Gmail account, which is the E word pod at gmail.com. Ellie, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at you don't need maps, Tumblr, you don't need maps.tumblr.com, Instagram, uh, you don't need maps, even though I never post there. You can find my writing on No Echo. So follow up. It's been three episodes or so. Since we've came out, that we actually talked about Shazan was the Elliot one, which was episode 23. Episode 24 was the Ian yeah. podcast that came out. Um, that one did really well, but of course, the one that came after that was probably the biggest one that we've done uh, in general, which is the Snowing podcast. Yeah, that was that was yeah. the decade under the influence kickoff with the record of 2010, which yeah. It was huge. I mean, we fucking made it onto Snowing's Facebook page, and that's ridiculous. I, I would like to personally thank you for inviting the three of us after Ian Cohen and Snowing back to back. I feel well. We need we needed a cool down. We yeah. needed. Yeah. I appreciate. You being can't have cool people down. getting too excited all the time. I got to stag. Got to uh, stagger a little better. Damn, that was like a sneak diss. Yeah, that was pretty good <laughs> for sure. That was I don't like, know oh, fuck it. We'll just have chill wave on. Yeah. Just too busy. Yeah, we gotta edit that out because we don't want anyone knowing Chillwave's true identity. <laughs> oh, He's shit. not I, real. I wanted the first bleep. I don't, I don't think he exists. Just like the moon. Can you just refer to him as boss from now on? <laughs> the boss. Boss man. Yeah, boss man. Uh, episode 24 of Ian Cohen was great. Um, that really turned out well. Um, I think the biggest feedback we got from that was the... Uh, the American football night core that I put in the podcast. Yeah, that was pretty <laughs> great. I was impressed. <laughs> um, and then snowing, just tons of people just asking how the fuck we pulled it off. Yeah, how did you ask them? Did you just hit them up? No. We well, Keith, who put out the record via Count Your Lucky Stars, and he's like, why don't you ask snowing? It's like, because we don't fucking know snowing. And he's like, all right, <laughs> hold on. And he's like, they're down. 
And then we got. He was all. like, I know snowing. Because <laughs> that's sick as fuck. Oh, you don't know snowing? Oh, okay. I got it. Well, cool. Let's start this one off with what we've been listening to. Let's uh, let's have Colin start it off. All right. <clears throat> let's pull up the, the old Spotify here. Um, top of my head right now, a lot of arrows in her. Um, I don't know why, but I just came back to their. They had that one EP. It tired me all the same. That's the one I've been listening to a ton. Um, I've been listening to, believe it or not, like I love My Chem, but I hadn't listened to them for a while. I've been getting into a ton of My Chemical Romance again lately. Um, I, I'm going to talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, Owen, I've been giving, I, I get, like I listened to Owen a little bit, but I started listening to Owen a little more. Um, super tight. I think that's really it. I've been kind of cycling between those three like records. Arrows and Her, I've been like, there's a lot of influence in the new closure stuff, I think, that's like Arrows and Her kind of inspired. So, so yeah, that's what I've been checking out. Ben? Okay, so I've been trying to get into more um, hardcore recently. I, I hesitated on that because I'm going to get roasted no matter what, even though Ellie gave me the recommendations. Um, <laughs> that Left Behind record for sure, which was personally from Ellie. Um, I listened to Bust Down, which is like, uh, Scramsy uh, hardcore kind of project from from Maryland with such amazing song titles as Truck Nuts and uh, uh, Richard Spencer Fuckboy. Nice. <laughs> it, it, it's a really it's a really great album, and uh, of course Shin Guard 2020. That is currently I think my album of the year. It just goes absurdly hard, and I know everybody had something to say about it. Oh, if I can interject, I also got the William Bonnie vinyl like package. It finally came. Oh, me too. Yeah, me too. so I've been fucking jamming that hard. Um, William Bonnie's, my opinion, the goat. So, anyway, I don't. That's I, a whack take. I don't know, dude. I don't know if it's, it's pretty damn know. good. I have firmed up on the stance that the remaster sucks. Oh, I don't know. I don't nah, know. the remaster sounds pretty damn good. You I can really can tell how fake it. the drums sound, I think. Yeah. That's what I pointed out, I guess. Um, it sounds like they tried I, to, like, th- shine a turd, though. Like, it didn't sound good, and it, I think it I think it just made more... I just think that, like, they, like, tried to make it sound, like, glossy when it couldn't sound glossy. Period. Yeah. I preferred it when Jack's vocals were buried. Like, <laughs> I yeah. think... Not that they're bad, but I like. I think that like added to the quote-unquote mystique of the band more. You know, vocals being forward, I think, like just does that. Like, I don't think I don't think vocals being forward adds much to most bands. Honestly, my hot take is a lot of emo bands are better off with buried vocals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they're better used as an instrument in the emo genre. To be honest, they're they're like super, especially <clears throat> I, like in the closure mix, like very very like buried especially in the first ep um it's like i find it to sound a little better it's definitely uh but it's hard to like it's it's hard for some people to mix like that especially if you're not used to mixing emo shit like all the record like all the guys that produced our records like in the past have like been like i don't even know what the fuck emo is is it like pop punk and we're like sure and they mix like a pop punk record oof yeah I think the way to do it is record everything into one mic in your parents' basement. Okay. I mean, that's how Gross October was recorded. Yeah. yeah. Remember when I shouted out the band that, like, recorded literally with a webcam and a dictaphone? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah the Screamo band. I remember that. 
Yeah, they they used to be called unable to fully embrace this happiness, but now they are known as echelons. So that's a such a downgrade. Yeah, that sounds like a that sounds like a gent band or something. Like <laughs> they're like their EP is called like isosceles triangles or some shit like that. Like speaking yeah. of isosceles <laughs> triangles, did y'all ever listen to Head Cold? Yes, I played. I think oh, yeah. I, did I play with them? That sounds really familiar. Oh, they're from Arkansas. Yeah, they sound like scrams mixed with like 90s alt rock i think that release was super good i was a fan yeah. who else has to who else is yeah awesome stuff? it's Ro- robert robert you're up all right let me pull up this last fm you know well y'all were talking about doing the like decade under the influence of that stuff so that made me go back and listen to some like everyone everywhere marietta snowing algernon i've been listening to a lot of that yes uh, a lot of the newer stuff that's come out recently, like Ben Jam and Nope's EP still that came out last year. Forests, I really like the good Sleepy album a lot. Just kind of twinkly emo stuff. And like Ben, I've also been getting into hardcore more recently. Modern Life is War, Counterparts, uh, Shed by Tidal Fight, which I hadn't listened to until this year, so... Yeah, I'm experiencing title fight for the first time, so that's pretty sweet. Alexis on fire. Oh, dude, yes. I got shit to say about all this stuff because, like, most of it is stuff I recommended to Robert. That's true. <laughs> yeah. This is what happens when we all talk on a daily basis. Well, I was yeah, just, really. It's groundbreaking for me because I'm pretty sure I've said multiple times, like, I don't like hardcore. Whoa, dude. That's a hot take. But now my number one in the past month is Modern Life is War, followed by Counterparts. That's so sick. <laughs> I feel like, you know, when like you see your child walk for the first time, that's how proud <laughs> I am. Are you a proud uh, hardcore parent? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm still not into Easy Core, though. Ah, <laughs> oh, come on. Is anybody actually into Easy Core? Yes. I, I think it's an ironic. Really? I thought it was. I, mean, I, I thought it was like an like an ironic. Like no, I I definitely non ironically like a lot of Easy Core. I mean, the bad stuff is like so bad that I can forgive you for not like being willing to venture into the genre at all. But the good stuff is so fucking good. Okay, so is you know that album Mutiny by Set Your Goals? <laughs> yeah. Is that Easy Core? Yes. Oh well, I like that album. Yeah, See, I, I just mean, hang out with uh, Ryland and Liam too much, so I just get it by proxy. I think you could. That made me like it. You could kind of argue that, like, set your goals invented Easy Core. I think because, like, Goonies never say die. I think that's probably like the first Easy Core riff. All right, we got an hour now. That's half. a great riff. <laughs> oh, shit. You want to go okay. down the Easy Core rabbit hole, or? Yeah, Kyle, go. All right, because of Pat Flynn, I've been listening to the band Battery. I like that a lot. Um, I've been listening to Diva Sweetly. That album finally clicked with me, and it's really fucking good. That's that pictures of Vernon, new band. Um, listen to Flight Patterns because I might be booking a show for them. I love um, Flight Patterns. They're incredible. Good. Wait, you're booking a show for them? Yeah. Are they coming back? Yeah. Oh yeah. fuck. Um, but uh, Inclination, love the new EP. Listened to the band for the first time last week, and I got an, and then I got a new release yesterday. Tight. Um, I saw Lil Peep, or I saw Wicca Face. So I've been listening Ow. to Wicca Face. Fucking <laughs> 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 necromancer. Um, <laughs> Wicca Face. You don't need to see Wicca Face live. 
no. I no. saw that video on your Instagram, and all I was thinking was like, this is just a guy with a DJ. Like, this is not what I expected, but it's also everything I expected. Yeah, I mean, the people that make fun of emo trap being performed live are completely accurate when it's just someone roaming around the stage with their head down moaning for like an hour that's literally what I'm, it is i yeah. like wicker face too and just i, I didn't actually like it. yeah i can't get into it the i new love one the is album great. yeah the yeah. old stuff is great though um 93 feet of smoke is actually a really good live emo trap artist for the record 93 feet of smoke i'll yeah. check that out i'll check um, i don't like emo trap that might just be because he performs with his shirt off, and I really like Twinks. So, <laughs> um, the new Nice EP is really good. Never better. Oh, that's so good. I need to check uh, that out still. So. Oh, it's it's super good. It's a it's just a breeze to listen to as well. Um, and then Shin Guard 2020 album of the year so far for quarter one, and that's it. Let's go. Oh yeah. All right. Uh, like, y'all already touched on a lot of the stuff I was going to talk about like Shin Guard, which is amazing, um, and Title Fight. And I know I said before on this podcast, like anyone whose favorite Title Fight album is Floral Green is a fucking coward. Um, Shed is kind of better. Yeah. I I mean, I will. I do want to go on record and clarify that I don't think Title Fight did anything that was less than great. Like, I really love everything that band ever did. And I'm super excited because they're supposed to have something coming out this spring, according to... Um, no. But... Yeah, yeah. That's really, okay. I like to let the people, and their reaction is like, no, like yeah. nobody no, believes it. It's fu- it's got to be fucking happening. Uh, help us, title fight. You're our only hope. MCR. Okay, Kyle can confirm this. I was like unable to listen to anything except for My Chemical Romance for like nine days straight. Like unable to listen to or talk about anything besides that. that. Happens. Like that happens a lot. Yeah. yeah. I just I, I got I fell real fucking deep into the rabbit hole, watched like a shit ton of like old school live performances. I think it's wild they were at fucking Hellfest two thousand three. Like Dude, that was in hard- Syracuse. Yeah, that's, that's hardcore. My favorite story. That's hardcore cred right fucking there. Um I think Ellie, I think you are the reason that I I'm on the kicker right now because I saw your Facebook post, you shared that video of Vampires Will Never Hurt You. Yeah, and I, was I was like real deep oh. in that in that kick already. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Uh, Kyle mentioned the Inclination EP, so fucking sick. Like that oh, that yeah, band that is easily is. better than Knocked Loose, and I like Knocked Loose a lot. I just listened uh, to that EP in my car driving the way home. It was pretty fucking dope. Yeah, I I did the same on the way to work, and I almost ran somebody off the road. <laughs> yeah, I just I don't know how to like I don't know anything about hardcore, so I don't know how to talk about it. But you know when they do that like squealing with the guitar. Yeah, it's called a panic chord. That shit is so sick. I like. Or I love that note. you just learned what a panic chord was. Like that's. <laughs> like I love that. <laughs> like, that's so cool. Yeah. Aside from that, just like listen to all the stuff to get pumped for the Advanced Thrasher Showcase tomorrow. With Fury, Candy, Sabalba, and fucking Youth of Today. I really wish it were Gorilla Biscuits playing instead, though. Like obviously, I love Youth of Today, but Gorilla Biscuits are playing a show fucking friday with candy in dallas so they could have easily done this but you know life and shit all right and that's it for me let's let's go let's move on uh kyle did you want to do the quick hits first well i think we're gonna talk about chill wave and closure first 
Okay, so Chill Wave. Um, where do we start with Chill Wave? Y'all been doing this for a while on 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 YouTube. Uh, what's the history there? So the chronology. I'll give you the boss's timeline. <laughs> so the boss is way too formal of a name. The boss. He started in the two thousand. I don't remember the exact date, but I think like mid two thousands, late two thousands, when YouTube was kind of becoming a thing. And uh, he's basically said he was just trying to share music with people like his friends and stuff so he would upload like whatever i mean it might have been some diy stuff but it was also other things as well i think his original account was bottles up uh youtube changes their policies and they start copyright striking things so bottles up actually got closed down because of copyright infringement all that stuff so from that point on when he started chill wave he was trying to only upload stuff he actually could get permission for and uh so that's kind of how it started trending towards some diy stuff and he's just been at it uploading a whole bunch of stuff for a while he uploaded free throws first dp the uh the mom jeans and grad life split a div album which a lot of people listen to Wait, i think it's dive a, that's that's the top oh, five ones dive div D-I-I-I, or D-I-I-V. D-I-I-V. Is it not div? No, it's dive. Dive. All right, edit that out. (laughs) (laughs) That's the top played uh, video on the channel, I think. Yeah, that's... Wait, let me see how many views that one has. So, yeah, Chill Wave. He uploaded that 2016. It's got a million views. Holy shit. shit. Yeah, so... Mom Jeans and Grab Life is, like, right after that. Yeah, so he's in free throw then. He's kind of built this platform up anyways i met the boss on that dis- <laughs> uh, on the discord right and i had initially asked him you know because i guess this other other guy in that discord we spent a lot of time listening to like the most obscure shit you could find on Bandcamp, like just clicking through random stuff under the emo tag side note a lot of it's really bad bedroom pop but uh so kind of i guess i'd offered the boss chill wave if i could listen to some of the stuff he gets sent submissions and it kind of grew from there uh ben eventually ended up getting involved as the third intern that was almost uh, an accident and then i guess you know around that point we kind of decided like you know what if we worked with bands more directly and we kind of went past just being a youtube channel and so that's led us to we put out a comp, the Chill Miss comp if you remember that, uh, Collins was on it with Closure yeah. and a bunch yep. of other bands um, we've done the comp been trying to really get off the ground as more of label and do music distribution, we're working on Closure's tape for their newest EP and then we're going to see where it goes from there but we haven't gotten the tapes yet so that's kind of where we're at with it right now. Let's not get started on that yeah no if no, you start please, talking about the tapes you're gonna have to bleep the entirety yeah fun story about me becoming an intern at chill wave um i kind of did it as a joke oh, fuck. so one night one night i was kind of drunk in my apartment and i was talking on the discord server the same discord server that robert started in and i was like hey chill wave i want to be president of playlist uh make me an intern and 
he was like yeah and i never <laughs> made a single playlist yeah that's what you were like, supposed two months to later oh two so months this later uh i asked him officially to like actually to be an intern and he was like oh i thought you already were <laughs> that is extremely chill wave yeah i think that is extremely on brand <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, like I feel like he always, he's always like, "Should we get some new interns?" And I'm like, "Well, what's the point?" I mean, I feel like everyone kind of is. I'm a chill wave intern. Uh, it's, chill wave intern. We're all, all it's like, chill wave interns. We're actually that's how he content builds creators. <laughs> oh, true. Yeah, that's true. Everybody here is part of the chill wave brand. This will go on the channel, according to the boss. Uh, he is now a member of Closure and a co-host of the E Word, just oh. by, because uh, he uploads. Yeah, I saw that tweet where he's like, <laughs> "If I've uploaded your music, I'm technically part of your." Band. <laughs> <laughs> I welcome it. Has anyone ever met him? I I person? I have not met him. I have voice chatted with him on several occasions. What does he sound like? <laughs> like his, he <laughs> sounds like his house smells bad. <laughs> Wait. I knew that was coming. Just like Does really high, just like really high pitched and nerdy. Like... Does anybody know what he looks like? Like Mogley. I know that's we've like seen it. We've seen a picture of his driver's license once. I don't even remember. No, he cropped out himself. <laughs> he cropped out the picture of himself just so we could like see his name. Yeah, I'm pretty convinced he's like a 12 year old child who's really good at FIFA. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. That's all he actually does outside of the YouTube channel. Is he works and he plays FIFA. And he's like really good at it and like beats everyone. From that's what sick. what he's told me, like he just recklessly beats Brazilian kids playing FIFA. Fuck. <laughs> Beating a Brazilian at soccer. Holy shit. I know that he right. has a dog. I didn't even know that. No, neither did I. He like tweeted something like. Ha ha! Fuck you, kids in the Midwest. I'm 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 out here walking my dog in shorts. Yeah, I remember that. No, but then again, everything could just be like a strategic lie to make us question he's him. Been, yeah, he's been throwing us off the scent for like what ten years now. The first time I asked Chillwave where he was from, he said that he lived in fucking Norway. <laughs> <laughs> What if Alex is stab? Oh my god. <laughs> I feel like being like an internet enigma like that would be so sick. Everyone's just like, who is this person? And nobody knows. And and you know. But you're the only one. We I don't really know, know though. I think that'd be tight I, as fuck. I used to be an internet enigma. I used to like intentionally like make people confused about how old I was and shit. But I got over it because I'm not like... 16 anymore you look like you're still 16 thank you you could either like um, your picture is on there right now and you could either be 30 years old or 16 like that, there's no in between that's like that's literally like verbatim something someone has said to me before <laughs> anyway closure let's talk about closure yeah i mean you want like this the story of closure i guess well hold on, no hold on. I, I want closure oh okay i mean I want to know. Okay, first, first, <clears throat> how do you know everyone in all these bands? Because we were talking in the chat about how you yeah. basically 
have connects with a lot of people that are at the top right now? Yeah, so basically, um, there's really not much emo in Syracuse, um, except for the bands that I'm in, and maybe like, maybe possibly one I would consider maybe adjacent. And it was, I think it was like 2015 or something. My friend from high school was like, yo, you would really like this band. They're called Meet Me in Montauk. They kind of sound like that emo stuff that you kind of dig. So I was like, okay, I'll check them out. Um, Meet Me in Montauk is obviously Bart, um, Bart's old band, Bart being in grad life and mom jeans. And so they, I went on their Facebook. They were like, hey, we're looking, we're at, we have a tour. We're going to go on a full US and we want, you know, we want everybody to show up. So I look for their closest New York date, and I see that they have an Albany date, but there was nothing there. So I commented, and I was like, hey, do you guys, like, are you, you guys playing in Albany? Or, like, what's the deal? And they're like, we actually don't have an Albany date. We don't have anybody that we know in New York. So I book shows. Um, my friend Pat, uh, basically, along with this guy named Eric, runs um, After Dark Promotions, which is, like, the main promoter, like, promotion uh, thing in upstate. And so Pat and I were like, fuck it, let's book Meet Me in Montauk. So I hit them up. Bart hit me up on Facebook and he was like, yo, you know, let's do this. So Montauk came through, nine people came to the show. <laughs> and when Montauk played, it was me, Liam, who plays bass in Closure, our friend John from high school, and like this one other guy that was in a band watching Meet Me in Montauk. So four people watched them play. And then they came back the next time and we were still tight, we were still talking and stuff, and a couple more people came. And then I think they came back, they finally came back a third time and the room was actually packed. Like they kept, like word of mouth kept spreading about, about Montauk. And then Bart was like, I think I saw Mom Jeans on a flyer with Grad Life, or no, with Montauk way back. And I was like, yo, um, I'll check out this band Mom Jeans. And this was like right after their their first record dropped, like right after Best Buds dropped, maybe like a day or two. And I was like, holy shit, like this is tight. And, and I can see this like blowing up. So I hit up Bart and I was like, yo, dude, like, do you, do you know these guys in mom jeans? And he's like, dude, I'm in mom jeans. And I was like, oh, <laughs> fuck. So, so like we booked mom jeans. And then just from there, like we kept, we kept in touch. Bart and I, um, you know, we talk. You know, from time to time, he's been really busy, obviously. Um, he introduced me to the dudes in MJ. Um, Logan and I from Montauk still, you know, talk on occasion. And, and um, I was chilling with them on their their TMP tour. So I met those guys through them. Um, they're on tour with Just Friends and Grad Life quite a bit. So by proxy, like Sam and I, you know, are, are friends and whatnot. So that's kind of just how I, I, it was basically through BART for the most part that I that I have met and um and I'm lucky enough to be friends with some of these people that I think are cool. So tell us more yeah. about closure then. Yeah. Uh yeah, so basically me myself and um myself and Liam, I'll refer to him quite a bit cuz we're like we've been like super tight since we were like 8. We There's Say again. There's too many Liams. Hard to agree. Okay, fair. So Liam from Closure, um, and I've been super tight. So we basically got into like emo and everything back in like twenty like fourteen or twenty fifteen, and so we've just kept trying to make bands. Like we were in like moving to Alaska, 
We were in, which is not Camping Alaska, and it's not Alaska. We had no idea. We weren't, like, into the DIY scene. Like, we didn't really know where to start. So, like, I wanted to be called... I'm not going to... Actually, you know what? I'm not going to go there because of, like, shit. I wanted to be called moving to, Antar- to Antarctica because of a certain record by the, of the same name, but not anymore. So, we were moving to Alaska. We were in uh, Deerfield. And then we started Closure as a joke. Like, this kid, Noah who obviously plays guitar in Closure, um, hit me up and was like, dude, you love emo. I love it. Here's all my, like, listen to all these cool, like, tappy riffs that I have. And I was like, all right, yeah, these sound nice or whatever, like, cool, but I'm in a bunch of other bands because I was in, like, two or three bands at the time. And um, he was like, we're going to jam on Friday. You should come. Uh, This guy, this kid named Jake Blake is going to be drumming for us. And, like, I worked with Jake at Guitar Center when I worked at Guitar Center, and I thought he was, like, the coolest fucking dude. He, like, was super down to earth, really chill, like, got his work done. He was a really nice guy, and he was a great musician, so I was like, fuck it, I'll show up. So we initially were going to write a three-song EP with Closure and then release it and break up and never play another, never play again. Like, we weren't even going to play a show. And then we were asked to play a show, like, last year, like, last April. We were like, fuck it, let's play it. We played it, and we're like, oh, shit, this is actually really fun. So, in, like, it happened really fast. Like, closure, like, our first rehearsal or practice or whatever you want to call it was, like, I don't know why I said rehearsal. I don't fucking call them rehearsals. Our first practice was in, like, February or, like, maybe late January, and we released the record on, like, March, like, 25th or something like that. So, it was, like, a super fast process, and now, like, we've been trying to, like, refine the sound and and figure out where we want to go, but... That's kind of that's kind of the, the closure story. I just want to pop in and say the new stuff they're recording or working on sounds pretty tight. Thanks, dude. Oh, actually, speaking of which, um, I think we're good to announce this, but um, Closure, Nope, and Good Sleepy are going to do a split, um, and we're going to release it in June. And tour, I think we're doing like a week on um, on that split. So that should be exciting so i think that's this is gonna be the first time that people hear about that because i don't think anybody's said anything yet nope told me about that actually and i was trying to like set that up before uh it actually happened and i never got in contact with you so nope just did it themselves and kicked me out of the process (laughs) that was like that was such a weird because i was talking with collins about it so there's like four layers of people to try to organize that it got too messy it was really weird because like I heard from one I think Robert told me like yo like they want to do a split and I was like eh we'll see and then like I heard somebody else wanted to do it and then like then nope hit me up by themselves and I was like okay cool this is tight also this is a really funny like side thing that I that I thought was hilarious because so there's not a lot of emo in Syracuse Robert hit me up on the from his personal Facebook on the Deerfield page and was like yo I love the Deerfield EP um can i put it on the chill wave channel and i was like yeah sure like that's totally fine and we get talking and i'm like oh i'm in another band and he's like he's like oh like what are you guys called and i was like oh we're closure he's like oh fuck i knew you guys sounded similar like why couldn't i put it together and i was like yeah it's like the same people and then i was like i was like yo like i'm also moving to alaska or i was and he was like holy fuck I, like i also like that band so i just thought it was like super like it's just a super funny story, like, how small, like, the DIY community is that, like, this guy in, like, Texas had heard of three of my bands when I was half convinced that nobody had ever listened to them. It was funny. 
closure is opening for mom jeans correct yeah we've we've actually this is gonna be our first time opening for mom jeans i've opened for mom jeans i think three times so far and they've all been with deerfield yeah and then we've opened for grad life and just friends like a handful of times as well pretty much every time they roll through here if if they're honest if it's if they're coming through they have a syracuse date like my band has played the show and um yeah so that's the, the 31st of march and it's their only date that's in new york actually for the entire tour oh, so people are probably going to come from the city and ship yeah i think it may be, i think it may be a little closer to um to go to like erie pa or something or like i think there's an erie pa date there or maybe is, there, yeah. Yeah, there might be a there might be a Jersey date where it might be a little closer for the city, but um, yeah, I'm expecting a lot of foot traffic. We actually had to upgrade the venue because we were talking, and my friend Pat, who run who helps run After Dark, we were talking, and he's like, "Do you do you think it's gonna be? Do you think the venue we're gonna be at right now is gonna be too small?" And I was like, "I can't say anything for certain, but I saw them in Brooklyn, and they sold out a 700 cap venue, and they they keep they have." continually been doing that for a long time um so i was like we should probably just upgrade the venue just in case so now we're at like the i think besides like an amphitheater we're like the biggest space in syracuse for this show speaking from experience don't go to erie just don't it it is a wintry snowy hellhole erie is a terrible place six months out of the year and for the other six months there's like heroin rampant in the streets let yeah. me let me tell you something. The best band to ever come out of Erie, Pennsylvania, is fucking Brothers Keeper. Think about how bad that is. <laughs> okay, one hour left, and we gotta get through news. Uh, so before we go on to the news, I just wanted to say for the Chill Wave thing, we we've also been working with some other bands for another split. Oh, so uh, I just wanted to go. Oh yeah, we have kind of two splits that we've helped organize so this other one is uh ulcers from denton texas they've got a lot of the people from goodwill goodwill uh super yeah, destroyer uh, ulcers are actually really good friends of mine fisher the bassist. yeah i met fisher this weekend he's a super nice guy i met all of them this weekend they're all great uh so it's ulcers super destroyer and rookie card are working on a split too so what, I kind of, what kind of music do they play? So Rookie Card is a bunch of high schoolers from Billings, Montana that play like Twinkle Daddy kind of screamy emo music, basically. Super Destroyer is the weird one because Super Destroyer is really prolific. He's released a lot of stuff. It ranges from like kind of post-hardcore to electronic to bedroom kind of stuff. But I've heard the songs he's worked on for this split and they're sounding really good. So I'm pretty excited about this one too. I, those guys, those kids from was it rookie card? They sound like good sleepy, but from like the West because good sleepy is like a bunch of, I think I'm almost certain they're in high school. And if they had been like 15 years older, like their band would be fucking huge. Like it would have been like a staple. Like I, I can't, ex- I can't explain how, Good Sleepy just sounds like you took, like, 2011 and just, like, ripped it out of fucking 2011. Yeah, the clock shop sounds like it came out nine years too late. Yeah, it's it's super tight. I mean, I'm really excited to see what they do, like, down the road, but I love that there are still kids that, like, listen to the the revival 
bullshit and they're like yes and then they continue to make it they're they're super nice guys so i'm like really i'm actually really stoked to tour them and i'm really i'm really excited for the split because i think that especially in open good sleepy are two like crazy up and comers so i just feel like really like lucky and like you know kind of humbled that we're going to be on the same you know record as them it's, it's really cool news 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 we're good okay let's start yeah. with the quick cuts then um, Tiche Amore and Pianza Become Teeth are doing a few 10 year anniversary shows together. That's the 10 year anniversary of the one that came out 10 uh, years ago. To the well, Beat of the Dead Horse. To the, yeah, to Touche the is to the Beat of the Dead Horse. Yeah, and uh, Pianza's pride. pride. The Pianza Become Teeth thing is probably less of the draw, but it's more surprising because Kyle stopped screaming like nine years ago and they're playing their scream all full length. So. I'm pretty nice. excited for that. I just bought my ticket for it the other day. Yeah, there's only like three dates, right? And they're all on the the East Coast. Yeah, I'm pissed. Kind of, Baltimore. yeah, bums me out that all these are, because Have Heart is playing four shows too, but it's all not anywhere near Texas. Yep. The Baltimore date is in like, is in like probably the smallest like real venue in Baltimore too. So like, I'm super hyped for that because it's like, I think it's like a probably 300 400 person venue like Christ. absolutely maxed out like that that is that is like the absolute max of it i saw jeff frozen stock there and it was like not even half as packed as i expect this show to be it's gonna be wild hmm. yeah so I they're definitely like going back to the roots i didn't even realize those were 10 year uh albums at this point but i remember when both of those came out so i've been in this shit for 10 years apparently Damn. Yeah. Street cred. I've already seen Touche Amore like 27 times, so. It's going to be my first time seeing both of them. So wow. Weird. Shit. Well, have fun. Touche are always amazing live. Um, yeah. I haven't seen Pianos Become the Teeth in a long time, but uh, from what I hear, they're still a very good live band, too. Yeah. Hell yeah. I bet they will be. I finally um, got into the Lack Clung after. That's on the 2011 Decade on the Influence. And oh, shit. not yeah. actually getting many along votes. With, along with Parting the Sea. Who's winning yeah. so far? Leave it out, of course. I think like I my note life. is like kind of scaring people from voting. Okay, so to be... or I, I probably don't even bleep this out, but like... Like, Tiger's Draw, Two Worlds, got so many fucking votes for 2010. And, like, I think that's objectively not a great album. But I think people are just voting because it's like, LOL, Tiger's Draw. Yeah. I can see that. It would have sucked to do a Tiger's Draw episode it really on that would album. Have. Yeah, yeah. And same with Time Moving Parts moving to, to an article. It got, like, 50 votes. And I was like, I doubt 50 people have actually listened to that album. It's really good that that didn't happen. That would have sucked. Yeah, that would have yeah. happened. Yeah, that's kind of. Isn't a... that our next piece of news? Or like, uh, well, that that's like the very last thing we're supposed to talk about. I think. Okay, yeah. I, I have something kind of related to Tiger's Jaw, so we or so we can move on to uh, the one that's right down the list. I think the the important one. Okay, uh, two other quick hits that really don't have anything to do with anything. But Home Like No Place There turned five last week. That's it's a good album. It's yeah. an incredible record. Just like all the way through, just listening it's, to it is like next level. It's the best emo album of the 2010s, in my yeah. opinion. So they're really not doing any kind of like fanfare for it or anything either. Because I went to um, uh, Philly for Tiger's Jaw 
that like otherly love festival that they did there was tiger's jaw jeff rosenstock rainer maria oh, yeah. hotelier and they came Land out and talk. did like the thing oh yeah i actually missed them i was late but but they came out and did like the thing from the fest video where they were like yeah we just we put out an album called home like no place there and we're just gonna play as much of it as we can before they cut us off so they played like the first half of it and then finished with a cover of uh, Breathe by Faith Hill and it was probably the best set I've ever seen. What? That's nutty. <laughs> they, uh, Christian does a great Faith Hill. Like not even joking. It was an, it was an amazing cover. Um, but yeah, they said it was the last time they'll play for a while. Oh, oh really? Well, they're recording their new album, right? Mm-hmm. Supposedly. I think, Ellie, Ellie, you don't like goodness, right? I think that is a bad record. Yeah. <laughs> Well, ignoring more that, like badness, am I right? Yeah. Yo. I mean, to me, home like no places there and goodness are two incredible albums, and it probably takes a lot mm-hmm. of work for them to make something that they feel like really follows up to that. Yeah, it's gotta be hard. That's like that's like the most stressful part I think about being a musician is like you put out a good record and then you're like, or what you think is a good record, and you're like, oh fuck, how do I follow this up? And it gets stressful fast, especially like. You know, it's like, how do I, like, what do I write about now? Like, I've, I thought I've talked about all I wanted to talk about. So that's, well, interesting. Just, that's interesting. You just got to keep writing about your drinking problem. Um, I, I, was, I was just going to shout out, uh, Christian did write about the album on the Facebook page, and I thought it was really touching. Um, yeah. So that yeah, that was, was, like, the most that they touched the whole thing. So, um, Clarity also turned 20 years old last month and it got a ton of write-ups i really like the ian cohen one um but yeah a lot of people really really cite that as the album that got them into emo back in the day and shit so yeah definitely dude a sunday a sunday is one of the best like songs like ever. that is my favorite song on that album yeah dude, it's but, so, have you heard, my favorite ellie have you heard the acoustic version of that i have it's oh, excellent so good it's oh. Like I just think like Jim's voice on on that is like beautiful. It's like, so good. It's the best he's ever sounded. Oh, it's inc- incredible! Like that song, I would. It's funny because I wouldn't have expected. I didn't like. I listened to Jimmy Eat World and didn't progress into emo from there. I I, I kind of like took the whole like, you know, alt punk route like MCR and all that kind of stuff. But a Sunday like and, and and Clarity was one of the first records that I remember listening to in full. Like being like twelve or thirteen and and thinking like, holy shit, this is incredible. Yeah, so, and that's a record like you you have to sit through and listen yeah. to and I think. I think it's important to do that with all music cuz you know, you'll hear a lot of time, okay, what's the best emo song or what's, you know, what's the best blank song or you know, what's your favorite song? And it's like I don't know, like I just like to listen and sit down and and listen to it the way that the artist intended. So I think it's important to do that. Um <laughs> the, yeah, the Ian Cohen one was the best because that's his favorite album of all time and he's really good at what he does. So. Yeah. Yes. He's a good writer. Yeah. Talented individual. Fantano. Yeah, Fantan <laughs> Fantano got to talk. Time to move on to individuals who are not talented. <laughs> All right. So Anthony Fantano, the needle drop, does this thing occasionally where he asks people to submit music and he'll talk about it. I don't know how he chooses the ones he talks about, but um Origami Angel was talked about on his last video. And he talked about one of the songs from Holy Split was it Origami Bagel? It was Origami Bagel. Yep. And one of their best songs. Yeah, and he kept saying that it was shaky and a little messy, but it was pretty good. And he he honestly talked about it for like 
extensively, and I don't think he made any points besides that he said it was sloppy. That was so yeah. whack, honestly. Yeah. I thought that was the most whack review I've ever heard. That makes zero yeah. sense because, like, Origami Angel is a very tight band. Yeah, that's, that's what confused me. Like, it wasn't like, oh, this is uninspired, or like, oh, this sounds like other Midwest, or, you know, other emo. It was, like, the weirdest talking point. Like, that it was sloppy. I just, I didn't hear it. Yeah, I I have one thing to like that I really want to say about it, and it's don't fucking criticize a recording for being sloppy when you know goddamn well that it was done in a fucking basement. <laughs> yeah. Like on yeah. with like minimal resources. Like I know like I know Rylan and Pat like take their shit like really seriously with recording and all that, but like there's a there's a point where you can't be you can't like spend that much money to get as many takes as you want. You can't spend that much money to like get everything like exactly perfect fuck fantano for that he's i know he's been in a shitty band that wasn't recorded well so like come on i don't know i just kind of agree with ellie's point about i feel like when he's calling it shaky he doesn't really know what he's talking about because it's just it is tight there's some emo records where if you called them like really loose and shaky and messy it would make sense but that that release is just not one of them yeah, if he if he heard like four Cameron and was like, eh, it's kind of shaky. I'd be like, okay, I understand. But like Origami Angel, in my opinion, is one of the, the tighter like adjacent bands that that exist right now. I mean, them and Kama Salad, I think, are like some of the tightest up and coming musicians. And Stars Hollow. For sure. Stars oh, Hollow, are God, great. Stars Hollow. Oh, ta- how how often do you all talk about them? Because Stars Hollow, they're really cool people. Yeah, they put us as their. I would credit Stars Hollow to us like having if we if you consider us having any sort of success it's probably due to stars hollow putting us as their um as their uh pick artist pick on spotify i didn't know it was a thing but it was really cool like we were i was on reddit and and somebody was like drop your like your band and there were like a hundred comments and i was like fuck it i might as well just throw out the closure link and and tyler i think responded to me and was like hey um this is really really good i'm in a band called stars hollow you know why don't like I'm gonna put this as an artist pick and I was like Tyler we're friends on Facebook I've talked to you like a lot this is so such a weird funny coincidence um, and it was cool I really appreciate that as you know coming from the per- from somebody who uh, uploaded your music and is putting out your tapes thanks thanks <laughs> I didn't even think about that <laughs> like I say that as the chill wave video has like it's closing on like on 2k views and like all the comments are great obviously that uh, like I'm if if I can't I, if I can never say it enough, Chill Wave is definitely like <laughs> the reason that. Well, it's the reason I'm here right now, so I'm I'm very appreciative for 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 the boss and and you know everybody else, obviously. You probably actually did get more exposure from Tyler, to be fair. I honestly have no idea, but I'm kind of I'm I'm digging the fact that people are enjoying it, so that's all I got. Yeah, honestly, there's there's no wrong avenue when it comes to exposure. We're going to talk about this later, but like all those bands signing to Pure Noise and stuff that were CI bands, like yeah, just how it works, you know. Dude, I wanted to get signed to CI so bad for the longest time. I kept trying and I just could never get a response because all like, dude, like Plain Clothes, like pictures of Vernon, and nobody talks about how good Plain Clothes was. Like nobody understands how good that fucking band was. They, I feel like they could have, they could have done it, but you know. It's it sounded like when we had Jake on that he's signing bands that are basically friends of friends. Like he's not listening to like submissions; he's listening to what his bands are listening to. Yeah, exactly. 
You Sign a chatterbot. Yes. Dude, somebody somebody hit them up because we're done. You know, um, what else is underrated counterintuitive release? Who loves you? I don't think I've ever heard that, Ben. What's the album hmm. cover for that one? Uh, there's two. There's one that's like kind of like a tangerine kind of thing with a lady in a dress and like some kind of berries on it. And I think the other one is just like a picture of some guy. Let me look. Yeah, it's a picture of two dudes standing on a mountain. I'll have to check that out. I've never listened to that. All right. So out of the quick hits into the real news with 40 minutes. Can we do it? Uh, Just Friends and Grad Life have both signed with Pure Noise um, in the past month. I think we saw it's coming. We talked about it with Elliot because there were some rumors of it and shit. Um, I guess my like biggest question is like, what does this leave counterintuitive with? Mom jeans. Mom jeans. Well, maybe yeah. Mom Retirement jeans. party. Retirement Re- party. Wait, when did retirement so, party get signed to counterintuitive? They put it on there. Uh, yeah. They, yeah. Really? They put LPR on that. Yeah. Wow, mm-hmm. I didn't even know that. That's bad. It's been a minute. <laughs> wow. So I can get my facts straight. Who did Jail Sox sign to? No sleep, right? Yeah. We're going to yeah. be talking about right. that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think counterintuitive, like, I think they're chilling. They have a lot of solid talent on that roster. And I think that. Uh, but is anyone I active? I mean, like, uh, I know. Retirement I, party. Yeah. And is I know. Is Deepa Sweetly re- on counterintuitive? No, they aren't anyone. No. They put out yeah. Walter etc. seven inch, but I think that was a re-release. I think they no, released the OCO also records. That, that was yeah. new. That was new. Okay. They repressed the OCO the OCO records, which I mean, those are definitely like money makers and stuff. So oh, yeah. I'm not, but like it's just kind of like an awkward, inactive roster at this point. Well, it's still really cool to see people making moves, though. Absolutely, and I mean, if noise, anybody deserves it, it's those guys. Pure. Also, let's be real. How how much longer is Mom Jeans gonna be on CI? Like, because they, they they're weren't bigger than. To. They huh? were supposed to be on Side One Dummy, but Side One Dummy collapsed. So that's why they're I mean, counterintuitive. Yeah, but like I, I refuse to believe that they are not like maybe looking at other options because well, they are more successful sure are. than just friends and grad life. I like, can't think I'm not going to like speak for them or anything, but like just talking to them the past couple months, like I wouldn't be surprised if they never signed to anybody. They really like being a DIY band and hanging out with them on their last tour. Um, I went to the Brooklyn date. Like I said earlier, they had that shit on lock. Joel is a fucking animal when it comes to like having shit organized and everything like they they have everything so efficiently like done. Uh, Joel is a great like manager. They all know what they're doing in terms of like obviously musically, but just touring their like their veterans. And now they have Ryan Ellery from Just Friends doing front of house for them. I think they have everything they need. Like they got they have I mean, a front of house person for their tours. Yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ. It's, it's 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 Ryan it's Ryan Ellery, the guitar player from Just Friends. And their um, producer. Yeah, and so if anybody would know how to, you know, mix mix that live, it'd be Ryan. So I want natural flavor to get signed to Pure Noise. Same. Um, Yo, so I, I, sorry, go ahead. I'm, I was, I was gonna say whatever Pure Noise is doing, they're just capturing what the youth is into, like, and I think that's cool. Um, yeah, their, no said their roster is insane. They no are very good at bad about do. their their like ethics or anything. I mean, 
personally, I think these bundles are absurd. And also, yeah. you, can, you yeah. can get a Pure Noise hockey jersey for, for $50. Um, I almost bought that today, not going to lie. <laughs> I love hockey jerseys. You know what's really sick? The long sleeves for the Inclination bundle. Oh, my God. Yeah, those are oh, so fucking they put sick. That out. Uh, I just... Today just gonna wait a month because then i think they'll be like available like on their own rather than in a bundle yeah i'm gonna wait too they're really can i just can i just call it and say that i think if mom jeans does sign to anyone it's gonna be triple crown i was gonna I, say polyvinyl could... no not polyvinyl i don't know I, think triple... I don't i don't know dude you, it's kind of hard to triple say triple b ghost mains on triple b now that's ridiculous I saw that too that's awesome yeah. Oh, before we get too far off topic, uh, Counterintuitive actually didn't lose a band with uh, Grab Life because they were on Open Door before they released. Uh, yeah, they yeah. weren't Grab on. Life yeah. they, Open Door. They, they were on they Halloween put... before that too, right? Yeah, but they put out the first yes. one, right? Yeah. yeah, they did put out. Uh, what was the intro to Rock and Roll? We got thirty right. minutes left. Yeah, we should move on to Nick Watch. <laughs> Nick Watch. Okay. All right, get ready to bleep me. Oh right. motherfucker! So this is a two-part Nick Watch season two episode. Season this is two. This is part what? two of season two. Is, it, is this mm-hmm. a season premiere? I think so. I, I feel like this is the season premiere. I think the last Nick Watch okay, was like fine. a this teaser. Is season three. We're in season three. All right, <laughs> whatever. Nick Cafferty, the villain of the E-Word podcast, um, he accused he accused Wikifaze of plagiarism uh, for whatever guitar riff was in rest he thought that sounded like a song that he wrote which actually just sounds like a front bottom song but whatever <laughs> um, yeah it's like he, you can like say nick, that about literally any mccafferty song well which nick is, is like no they got fake metal for a while nick is like, like like how do you think you you own like like e and like, like an f sharp it's like it's yeah. like literally like it's like two on the e string and open on the a like it's like it's something ridiculous it's like an f sharp and an a it's like you weren't the first person to come up with that you're not the last and also that's a front bottom song isn't yeah. that like ma- i think that's maps by the front bottoms like like that's maps yes right? maps it's, by it's, the front bottoms let me listen to this or is it swimming pool it's swimming yes pool. it's yes. definitely swimming pool either way um, wikifaze's management was like adam's literally never heard of you <laughs> That's that the, was that's like the, the best part. reply. It was like, yeah. we we assure you, we've never heard your song before. Um, it's two finger power chords. That's all it is. Yeah. And like, yeah. I don't see. I don't see. First of all, sampling exists, and McCafferty doesn't have money to sue anybody. So like, who cares? And I listened to both, and it didn't sound. They don't really. The first like maybe three seconds sound. It? Similar, it, but that's it. Is it Dead yeah. Bird? Is that the song? It was uh, Rest. I, think I, th- I no, thought it was Rest Dead Bird. Bird. I think it's Dead Bird. No, Dead, Dead, Dead Bird. I've never listened to McCafferty. I listened to that one song that he, that he accused of, you know, being plagiarized. Um, uh, Beach Boy is a pretty good album. I don't want to listen to it. Bleep that. You should. Yeah. that. I don't want to listen to it. I can't. <laughs> It's just such a like the whole the whole McCaffrey thing is so problematic. I just don't understand. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. Like, I really like Beach Boy. Uh, he's a huge asshole, so I just don't listen to it anymore. Honestly, if he cared about his music at all, he just stopped talking. 
Yeah. The only reason uh, McCafferty was popular in the first place was because the front bottoms were bad whenever McCafferty got popular. Like, McCafferty got big because the front bottoms changed their sound, and yeah. everyone was like, oh, this kind of sounds like the front bottoms. This'll yeah. do. Like, that was the band, is this'll do. Yeah, when they when they got signed to, when TFE got signed to Fueled by Ramen, that it was like, it was like, hey, like, you know, you liked the front bottoms, now, uh, now there's this band. And I just didn't, I don't get it. Yeah, my kind well, of thing when it comes to those two is just they're both motorcycle industry ripoffs. I was about to say that. Dude, there's a song. Okay, if we want to talk about plagiarism, this is funny. I forgot what the song is called. It's by some shit. What's the band called? Something like Bicycle Something. It literally is a front bottom song, and the lyrics are the same too. Shit, I'm gonna have to like hit the group chat with the with the. You know what? You know it? what song's a ripoff? What? So that American Spirit song. <laughs> Americans, what what are you doing? We can't talk about hardcore anymore on this pod. Somebody said the closure song on the on the chill wave thing. They're like, this is a Max Seal song, and I was like, thanks, I guess. <laughs> I like I like I think Max that Seal. is a compliment. Like I like Max Seal. Max so great. so part two of this Nick watch is the fact that. Um, well, I guess last time we talked about Nick Watch, he was like, we're putting out a new album. It's not going to be under McCafferty or something, 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 something. And you're not allowed to talk about it. And then they announced that they have a new album coming out soon. So. Mm-hmm. But it's mm-hmm. just the other two people that were in his band have their own thing now. Uh, one of them is recording with them, I think. Oh, really? But the other one's not. It's the, the drummer, uh, I think, is like recording with them. And his wife, who, dude, I God bless her soul. Could you imagine waking up every day next to Nick? <laughs> and, uh, do you imagine, think just a, imagine? Do you think they have a twin size Sorry, mattress? Go ahead. Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Kyle. <laughs> that was really good, Kyle. I'm upset, Adam. I mean, that's probably all they can afford they probably had to pay back the record company after they quit last time how how hard is it to just to, to finish the tour i don't understand dude like wasn't that the moose blood tour too uh, that was it? so that whole tour was just cursed cursed yeah yeah it was moose blood in a mccafferty tour yeah they did a brutal that just they did brutal. A co- <laughs> they did a co-headline tour with remo drive and sold out most places i remember that i think that that had to be more off of like remo than mccaffrey though when when remo. uh man like when rec when greatest hits came out they i've never seen a band blow up faster i don't think and like, now i, I feel like, like no one drive. talks about them anymore uh they haven't done anything yeah because they haven't really yeah. done much and they kicked out their drummer the the guy the person that started that started the band with i think the the front person's name is eric or something i don't know don't quote me but eric they kicked from... they, they, they kicked him out yeah oh yeah and, uh, it was and like now, a contract thing and now yeah. their new drummer is sam sam from, back yeah, yeah from, from <laughs> that which must bleep. not be named sam yeah. from bleep yeah yeah so isn't he in a different band too now sam yeah it was on i have to he believe in here stippling. but i thought it was he has a yeah wait wait he's in stippling he yes. was for a little for... bit, but like, no, there's, there's a new shows. band. 
Yeah, I don't mean to rush this, but we have 28 minutes left. It's true. Yeah, it's okay. Free throw. Yeah. So there's a new it's free like an throw. Of 24. I think we should operate on the timer like every time. <laughs> Agreed. Um, so free throw. I have another full length coming out, and they've got two songs. I've only listened to the the lead single, the one that they came out with with the album release, and. I mean, I think it's a hot take from for um for this cast of people, but I like it a lot. I think it's oh, way better. I, okay, I really like it. Yeah, it's uh, I think yeah. "Bear Your Mind" is bad. Here's my thing with that. Okay, the first single was really good. The second single was really weird because it didn't sound like a single. You know, it sounded like a song mm-hmm. that's better within the context of the album itself. Yeah, it kind of sounded uh, like track eight. Yeah, it is track eight, I'm pretty sure. But no, I'm super hyped. Honestly, I saw this live video before the single came out of that song, and I was like, did this come on their EP or something before their first album? Like, where is this from? It sounds, I don't know, it's a really good step in the right direction. And I like Bear Your Mind, but I think Bear Your Mind's too poppy. Yeah. Um, Bear Your Mind's bad. Just so no, we can do this justice, the album is called What Past is Prologue, and the lead single is The Corner's Dilemma. I thought, like, Bear Your Mind is what they're going to sound like for the rest of their career. That would have been disappointing. Yeah. Um, new album's coming out on Triple Crown, and I think they're doing dates with, like, Seaway or something, so they're still stuck in that fucking world of pop punk. But I think Hard Attack Man's also on that tour. Um, so uh, let's talk about Hard Attack Man, Man so now. So yeah, Hard Attack yeah. Man. Uh, that's a good yeah. segue. Wait, what yeah. about the Get Up Kids? Let's just do this Hard Attack Man. Uh, that was a good segue. Let's not ruin it. So Hard Attack Man have a new song. They've also just been ev- everywhere because of their social media presence. Um, first of all, Hard Attack Man, pop punk or emo, or are they just somewhere in between? They're power pop. Dude, they're totally, Jace they're, power pop. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. Really. They're definitely power pop. They've got the kind of grungy, distorted bum bum kind of bum bum. Yeah, they are also. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about though. <laughs> yeah, that like thudding, plodding riff that they like that riffing style that they just like start every song by like repeating a fucking riff and like driving it into the ground. Yeah. Um, yeah, I say this as someone who really likes Heart Attack Man, by the way. Um, I think maybe Manson Family wasn't that great of a record, but their split with uh, McCaffey T was. It's uh, true. Yeah, their it's songs really on that good. was it's really so good. good. Uh, and the new singles are very fucking good, especially "Boring." I'm a really big fan of the lyrics. Yeah, on that. I listen. I listened to that today, and I really, I actually enjoyed it. And I'll, I'll support anything Eric does because he's a, he's a hardcore kid. He used to be in Ages, who were really good band and he used to post on the b9 a lot on the bridge nine board like he's just always had like a really fucking weird sense of humor and i think that's why his social media presence is so good um like i think people are just now catching up to like his like really absurdist style of humor like on the b9 he used to have this bit where he would like pretend like the o key on his keyboard was broken and so every (laughs) of his posts was just like the like every time he used the letter o it was capitalized Dude, like, really, really if if Heart Attack Man, like, weren't funny, but were, like, posting as much in the content that they do, I would hate them. I would never listen to them, but they're, like, actually funny. Like, yeah, they are really, the Beanie thing was fucking just legendary. Next fucking level, but 
I think that I, I think I think if they kept doing stuff like that, it would be a little much. I'm glad yeah. they like stick to just, like real like but, completely deadpan shit posting, like so, deadpan yeah. as fuck. Eric is a good outlier. My favorite thing Heart Attack Man ever did, social media wise, was they posted in like mid 2016. Oh shit, we lost our first full length in the park, and then just didn't release it for like eight months. <laughs> That's genius. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Heart Attack Man. Fake Blood is a really good single. I'm super excited yep. for that album. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, Heart Attack Man. New album's coming out on Triple Crown on April 20th. And it... Why can't, te- why can't someone tell me what the fuck it's called? I'm, well, that's fake called blood. Fake Blood. Okay, Fake Blood. Yeah. Cool. Oh, I thought that was just a single. Me no, the, it's a self... Yeah, the single is a self-titled. Cool. Word. All right, moving on. 20, 20 minutes, y'all. <laughs> okay. Uh, Get Up Kids. This is stressing me out. Get Up Kids Get have up a new kids. song and a new single. Get Up Kids are oh. now signed to Polyvinyl Records. This follows up that fucking EP that they did that was pretty good. Um, I did not like the song. I'll just start with that. The single? Yeah, it wasn't a yeah. big Satellite. Yeah, it was single. Satellite. Uh, it was the, fine. It was bad. <laughs> the beginning was the beginning was really weird, and then the middle and end kind of brought it a little together, in my opinion. And this I mean, album I'm is just, called Problems. Got it. I'm just yeah. mostly familiar with Four Minute Mile and Something to Write Home About, and that new single was just too much of a change in sound. I didn't really. Uh, well, I mean, it, On a Wire and Guilt Show are also like huge departures already. Like, That's what I stopped. Yeah. Something to write home about is the last album of theirs that I've really listened to. So, yeah. Um, normally, like when I don't like something, I will call it like wretched and awful and dreadful and like all the adjectives. But I think I'm sticking with bad today. I think bad works. Like this new Get Up Kid single is bad, and I'm not looking forward to the album. I liked Kicker Damn. quite a bit. Like I thought that was a I really solid EP. Okay. Well. Here's an example. A reunion album, 10 years later, whatever. Braid, No Coast. So good. It's like they didn't... Uh-huh. It's like they came back with, like... A vengeance. A vengeance. They came out they, with, like, their blood boiling or something. This sounds like... Okay. I saw the Get Up Kids for the first time this summer. Matt had to take five minutes because he was having problems with his diabetes. That's basically what is happening with the Get Up Kids. Yo. It just seems like old people music now like I think when they came out with their EP they're also selling like a Get Up Kids coffee blend and coffee mug. Holy shit. I mean dude I mean, the... are we surprised though their first record came out in 1997. Like these yeah, the, like the they seem old because they're, they're fucking old. <laughs> like you know like these guys are definitely older. The Wonder Years also did a coffee table book so like I don't know. I, the Wonder <laughs> Years like are also merch. old now. Yeah, um, yeah, I like weird merch, even if it is dad merch. Yeah, I'm just not gonna buy a coffee blend from an emo band. I'm gonna buy socks. a pup raft though. <laughs> Are you actually? No. Okay. The, un- the it's sold out. Fact about oh, it's sold yeah, out. It's sold That's out. Why you didn't buy it? Jesus Christ! <laughs> All right. So the get up kids is for the old heads. Um, jail, jail socks. socks. Are for the kids, and they have signed with No Sleep Records. <laughs> jail socks um, is jail for socks. the children. <laughs> jail socks and Wu Tang. 
So for the kids. What I've be heard up. behind the scenes is that No Sleep has some has some I don't like do I use the word influencer? Someone that's like in the streets is working for No Sleep and they're finding bands. That's what I've been told. That's cool. That makes oh, sense. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Sense. It's cool to see No Sleep like becoming relevant again. Well, because it ended for a while, right? Well, they yeah, stopped. they were they were like owing it was everyone like a money. Shit show. Yeah. Yeah. They stopped mm-hmm. paying people and how do you stop paying people when you have Wonder Years money? I'm pretty I mean, sure we literally talked about this a year ago whenever I was on the podcast last. Like that was when they were running out of money. Yeah. Well, I mean, they had they had been out of money at that point. And now yeah. that I think that they're like, they're accruing like more revenue, right? Because they did like, where it was somewhere at the bottom on No Sleep. The remaster? Um, the 10 year anniversary the was, yeah. 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 Was so, it? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that had to have boosted them to some degree. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, that had to sell really well. So they're signing a lot of like Midwest type of not Midwest sounding, but like they 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 got Hot Mulligan, they got Charmer, they got Forest Green. I think those are literally all Michigan bands. And then Jail Sox is from North Carolina, and on and I think this Unturned bands from Minnesota. I don't know. Like they're definitely going after like smaller bands and i hope they're able to like at least grow them i i hope they're able to pay people back i mean yeah right. I, I i i just want to know how they convinced hot mulligan because hot mulligan could have easily just went to triple crown like easily and no yeah. one would have been surprised yeah i think that's I like hot mulligan yeah i think good. it's yeah, hot mulligan it's probably... is easy core. i like i like is, hot it, mulligan. is that a joke no there Hot Mulligan is melodic hardcore. Well, Jesus Christ, <laughs> Robert. I think it's really like a philosophical shift with like No Sleep though, because I think they just went to like, okay, we can sign like five smaller bands and like just tour them all together and have like relatively low costs, you know? Yeah. Like, I disagree. I think it's more that like back when the Wonder Years released the upsides on No Sleep, that was like the the hot sound of the of the underground right that was that kind of like diy hardcore and emo inflected but, pop punk and now it's the other way they around were like eons ahead of where jail socks are right now that's like, what I mean, jail has two me. songs they have that? four songs total four yeah but they had a viral cover of title fight on twitter yeah yeah is that what got them signed i mean no but, but i think their unreleased stuff like, got them signed went, Really, really that's what really i'm thinking are. what ben said their unreleased stuff is either like really fucking amazing or we just don't know sorry well, what i'm talking about here we talking yeah, about jail, jail socks okay jail still socks. i thought we were talking about hot mulligan and i was like what i thought we were talking about riley because you know riley's fucking a, sick oh yeah. riley's, riley's a third row or they're at least getting pressed on third row which is cool for them yeah. because mm-hmm. That is really cool for them. Kind of yeah. sucks that their best song is a cover. Yeah, it's a good cover. Say, I really like the Nevermind. I really it's like a really good cover. Look, it's their the, best it's song 100% is better than the original. Yeah, their best song is. I, I agree. I don't okay. agree with that. Their best song is Nevermind, and it's better than American Football. Take Fifteen to the bank. minutes, and we're not going to talk about the Brave Little Abacus thing because it's literally just an Instagram post. Yeah. So, fifteen. Oh, 14 man. minutes. It's fourteen it's minutes. Fourteen minutes enough for this. Oh. It's gonna, it is gonna have to be so two three weeks ago um amidst, amidst the thing of the smith street band cancellation 
uh, some user on Twitter with no information just posted their tweet that uh, she was actually assaulted by a member of the Front Bottoms who's no longer in the Front Bottoms and Dylan of Tiny Moving Parts. Um, that was posted just with someone who had no followers or anything. I don't know how people found the tweet or anything, but uh, it basically got posted to our email shortly after and just kind of sat. And Tiny Moving Parts responded, specifically Dylan, uh, last Friday, not denying it at all. He basically said that this was this has happened and I have gotten a mediator and we talked about it and um, therapy and he's donating uh, money from the upcoming tour to um, rain is it okay. rain and there's one there's one other one besides think, rain it's like it's uh, uh, I have the project peace. peace over violence rain and the joyful heart foundation yeah and honestly yeah. I have I I haven't looked into people's discussing uh, people discussing this since that. There I have hasn't... a really hard time reading those conversations. Like it just mm-hmm. like gets to be too much for me sometimes. That Facebook thread was atrocious. It was a mess. Yeah, I don't look at that stuff. It's people are fucking dumb. But but honestly, it seems because all that shit went down, and then it's just kind of like it seems like everyone's moved on in some way. I have mm-hmm. two main thoughts. Um, Zero. All right. One is that I don't know if there is a better response to the to to this sort of thing than Dylan's. Like, I agree. Well, yeah. I mean, I f- it was made by like a list of like it was made by like lawyers and a PR team. Like, he didn't write that. Sure, but the actions that that are being taken. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, I agree with you. Yeah, I feel like maybe like with all this shit happening, uh, like that those provided enough of like trial runs for people to figure out what what the correct thing to do is. Two, I think it's real gross that what I have seen of this conversation, a lot of people are offering sympathy to Dylan when, like, I mean, you shouldn't get a fucking cookie for, like, doing the right thing here, one. And two, like, it seems like no one is, like, really giving a shit about the victim. Like, no one's one's talking about, like, how how they might be feeling right now. It's all about, like, like, oh, we hope we hope Dylan is doing okay. And that just feels really gross to me. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it comes from, like, a really selfish, like, standpoint. People are saying, you, there's a couple of comments on the on the Reddit thread. It was like, man, I, I was, I'm really bummed. I was going to see Tiny Moving Parts in, like, X City, you know, and I'm really bummed that, you know, they're, they're probably not going to go there. And it's like, shit, dude, like, this is not about you. This is about, you know, the victim healing. And I just think if I had one main takeaway from it, it's that it's very important to listen to these to these victims even if it's from an anonymous source, because, you know, when the accusation came out, people were saying, oh, it's just an anonymous Twitter account. You know, there's no proof this X, you know, this and that, whatever. And and I'm like, who would just make that up? You know, I, I just feel like the number of false accusations that occur are so minimal that it's not even worth talking about. If somebody comes forward and says that this happened to them, you know, I would I would have to assume that it did. And I'm going to I'm going to assume that. And as soon as I heard that, I was. I was bummed because I like that band, but at the same time, it's not about me. It's not about whether or not I like the band. It's about whether or not this person can like heal and you know continue to move forward with their life. And um, so that's I think at least right. That's not happening. So I've seen people say stuff about call call out call, culture re- recently, and like this tweet is one hundred percent a call out, and it's yeah. anonymous, and people are saying 
that's toxic. I mean, obviously, what Dylan did is beyond toxic, but, like, I, this is shit that he didn't deny and that he did, so, like, is the call out. I, 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 I don't know what I'm getting at besides, like, saying, like, this is straight up a call out. I think and, there's nothing wrong with being anonymous, though. Like, yeah. especially if you see... <laughs> the anonymity the was the safest... Anonymity yeah. was the safest route for this person to take easily. I mean, yeah. like, how many like dude bros in the in the comment section of all these threads are you know like I I have a feeling if the person didn't come out as anonymous or wasn't you know came out as you know their you know whatever that they would have gotten you know harassed. Well, you, know, you can look back online. to. I mean, look back to brand new for that. Like brand new, that victim got harassed constantly. Yeah, yeah. and I. I want to say that the fan bases were, while pr not as toxic for tiny moving parts, it's a lot of dude bros and, like, the same type of people, I feel like. Yeah. So, like, I totally understand not wanting to put yourself out there like that. No, the anonymity thing makes sense to me. And I think another thing people don't, like, I don't know, talk about enough, it comes up a lot, is it's usually like, well, why did this person wait so long to say something? And I always think that shit's really sad, because I think... Yeah. A lot of people who have that experience try not to talk about it, and when they do come out about it, it's usually at a point where they can literally like not bear being silent about what happened anymore. Yeah. Well, yeah. the Remo Drive one, which turned out to be, you know, Fakaka. Like, I forgot yeah. that happened. That was like when they announced their EP and got signed, and yeah. people that's, were that's, like, that all that one actually like, seemed very strategic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there seems... and that one was like, wasn't that the toxic, the one that ended up just being like a very toxic relationship? Yeah. yeah. Just there's, like been, there's a, been a few a of those mentally unwell person. But that was like the Kississippi thing too, where I mean, I don't want this to sound bad at all, but it did seem like they just had a shitty relationship, and that person was upset about it. Yeah. I mean, they were like 15 when the, you know, it happened from the span of like them being 15 to 20, and I, I think it's safe to say that most people have had shitty relationships. Like there was nothing about the kids. So closure is supposed to play the kids Mississippi show. And as soon as I saw the accusation hit, I was like, okay, this show isn't happening. And I like forewarn everybody, like, you know, this is going to be one of those things. But from reading the post, like I, I was looking at it and I couldn't really find anything like legitimately abusive out of that. Like it was just a shitty relationship. At least that's what I thought. So Ellie, what do you think about, Dylan's statement makes you feel like it's strong and impactful. I mean, the the fact that he didn't put like he didn't play the blame game. He just mm -hmm. was like, "Yeah, I did it." Um, and here are the steps that I have taken and will continue to take to remedy the situation. Um, and Do you think this band needs to not go on tour. <sighs> That's, that's tough. He still has the platform. That's tough. He still has the platform regardless of where the money's going. Um, it seems weird to me that the tour isn't canceled. <laughs> right. I feel, I feel like perhaps they're like in too deep, you know? Like, yeah, March 27, two weeks, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, with like, with like commitments to like labels and whatnot, I think that it, they might have to do it. Um, yeah. I don't That's know if true. they said they were donating all of the money. Uh, let me look it. at the post. So proceeds from upcoming tour. Also, okay. they just said donating the proceeds from our upcoming tour. Yeah, they never specifically mentioned how much or or if it was going to be all of it or what. What happened? That was, 
to that merge. That was a big fucking question to ask with five minutes left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's just really, just it's just, it's just shitty that this keeps happening to people. I just, I feel, you know, hopefully the victim heals and, and you know, I think it's a case-by-case basis we have to kind of tackle this sort of stuff and, and you know, we can't just say that, you know, oh, that band's canceled because of this and we can't, we can't say, oh, this person's anonymous, so we can't listen to the to the you know accusation. You have to you have to listen to the accusation, and it has to be you know you have to look at the look at the story, see what happened, see what happened, or try to yeah. you know get get statements from everybody. And and you know this is one of those ones where, like I said, I, I just think it's super important to listen to the victims. And like no one wanted to because it's a shitty pill to swallow to realize that a band like Time Moving Parts that has inspired me, like and and countless other musicians, you know, it's shitty to hear that. Like oh man. This person I thought was really nice, and that was the main talking point. Was oh, Dylan is such a nice guy. I couldn't even imagine. It's like, well, yeah, no shit. If if he was like really weird and creepy, like he probably wouldn't have made it as far as he, you know. Nobody was like, oh man, I knew Jeffrey Dahmer was a fucking killer. Like I knew no, that guy was like, you know. That's the whole point. That's abuse one hundred and one. Is people who commit these types of things are often likable or like really close friends. Like right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think another one of the things with how people react to it is I think the audience itself feels a lot of guilt for having enjoyed something so much and they're looking for ways to try to get out of the guilt you know what I mean yeah I agree with that and Robert I think I think it was you that made a good point on the we we have like the you know our obviously our group chat and whatnot but everyone if you think that group chat's gonna exist after this episode you're dead fucking wrong buddy I'm so bummed (laughs) it was like my highlight of my day Oh, never mind. I feel bad for making that joke now. Uh, <laughs> now. Fucking cucked. That's Damn. a title. <laughs> Fuck. But yeah, I just think that it sucks that uh, everyone's like, oh, the timing sure seems weird, and it's like, well, Tiny Moving Parts is is blowing up. They're you know they're signed to a major label. They're going on on big tours. They're selling out. I think it's gotten to a point where this person probably you know can't enjoy the genre because all they hear is you know. That this this you know person that that did assault them is you know so prominent in the in the scene so and the, the victim also specifically said that it was in response to like the lukewarm reception to uh the will wagner um allegations which um were against georgia mac from camp cope like she confirmed that uh the emails and like all that stuff about will wagner were from her and like the victim in from the tiny moving parts scenario said that like the lukewarm reception to that was really like what brought her forward, which I completely believe. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. I think in in the end, there's two real things that I take from it. One is that we're getting like dangerously close to there being a quote unquote, like right way to handle this. And that can be a very good or a very bad thing. Yeah, because you because, learn the right way. Yeah. Right. If somebody, if, like, there's a lot of people that are perfectly cool with Tiny Moving Parts touring again, and I'm sure there's a lot of people that aren't, but, like, the fact that they didn't have to do, like, some kind of hiatus, they didn't have to do, like, some kind of, like, exile from the music scene, like, I think that's something that can be very much abused in just about every scenario, especially if a band's big enough. And then my second takeaway is that 
people need to realize that there's always, well, I shouldn't say always one, but there is always a victim and there is always a perpetrator. And mm-hmm. Dylan is not the victim in this scenario. Yeah. Dylan, was... by his own words, committed sexual assault. Very well said. I, Shit. I agree. Yeah. Thank you. Well, okay. On that note, that was that. Shit. Let's fumble the closing out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, like fucking Charlie Brown field goal. This thing, Kyle, like, just co- just copy paste that the shit from the beginning of the show to the end here. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for tuning yeah, in. Like, yeah. rate, and subscribe for more notification. No, no notification squad. You know what's up. Smash that motherfucking like button. Hit the bell on chill wave. Please like and subscribe. Leave a comment down below. You'll get entered in for an Amazon gift card contest. <laughs> Please review us on iTunes. We need more of those. For sure. Y'all have been sleeping on that shit. I think Wait I up. have a review up. And I, I literally have to leave right now. Okay. All right. Thanks for having us on. Yeah. yeah appreciate thank it. You. Thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you, you so much. Tell yeah, the boss. Thank you. Man, thank you. Yeah. All right. We love all of you. I'm going to go eat pizza. Thanks so much, everybody. Yeah, me too. I'm about to eat deep dish pizza. Deep dish. Don't edit that out. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a yikes for me, there, bud. Deep dish. Fuck, fuck all of y'all. All right. <laughs> Bye. Bye.